Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why does making friends as an adult feel so What hard? should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a formal? But that Why was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Welcome back to the Every Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Josie. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to share today's episode with you. Personally, I've been following Leah Barth on Instagram now for a very long time, and she has the best wellness tips, okay? She's one of the few people on social media, I think, who talks a lot about the pelvic floor. We are not talking about it enough. I've had pelvic floor issues for years now. I think I first started at physical therapy for the pelvic floor like seven or eight years ago. And I really felt like I was the only person with that problem at the time because nobody else was talking about it. When in reality, so many people, actually most women are dealing with pelvic floor symptoms, but also the pelvic floor is such a crucial, important part that is so often forgotten about and not taken care of well enough. Um, I personally dealt with a lot of tightness in my hip flexors, constipation, random pain, like all of these symptoms that have to do with pelvic floor muscles. So finding Leah for me was a game changer because her whole method is centered around pelvic floor health. Leah Bartha is a celebrity Pilates instructor and founder of Be The Method, a mind-body exercise where the movements not only work muscles you didn't even know you had, trust me, but are designed to put you in a meditative flow state. In this episode, we talk a lot about her career and how she started the method, but we also deep dive, pun intended, into the pelvic floor. Trust me when I say, even if you don't have symptoms or need physical therapy like I do, focusing on the pelvic floor is crucial as we get into it in this episode. So she talks a lot about how important it is to focus on this part of the body for better sex, to feel better, to age better, to get those six-pack abs. Literally, the pelvic floor is truly, I think, the most underrated but important part of the body. Oh, and you know I grilled Leah for all of her wellness tips, recipes, morning routines, all the good stuff that I started copying immediately after talking to her. So if your goal is to work out smarter instead of harder, or you want to become a Pilates girl, this episode is definitely for you. Please welcome Leah Bartha to the Every Girl Podcast. Before we dive into my conversation with Leah, this week's review comes from Ellen Edits, who says, after nine years, it's still good. I've been reading The Every Girl since 2013 and have enjoyed their content at every stage. As an avid podcast listener, I was pumped to see The Every Girl make the leap into podcasting, and let me tell you, it does not disappoint. If you are into personal and professional growth, financial and physical wellness, or lifestyle and career chats, and you're looking for a new podcast to add to your rotation, this is it. Ellen Thank you so much. Just the title alone of your review makes me want to cry. So thank you so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for all of your support over the years and for loving the podcast. It means the world to us. For everybody else, don't forget to rate and leave a five-star review for your chance to win a $50 Starbucks gift card for all of your pumpkin spice lattes. Hope you enjoy this episode. Leah, well, thank you so much for joining us. We are so, so thrilled to have you. Um, like I said earlier, we already have such amazing articles on the site featuring Leah that I'll, we'll link in the show notes, but you are such a amazing wisdom of knowledge. You have so much to offer. So thank you for joining us. And I can't wait to dive into all of your amazing tips. I selfishly have a ton of questions to ask you. So thanks for being here. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm so I want to start with your story because... You've obviously started an entire wellness empire with Be The Method, with your community. 
what got you interested in wellness and how did you start your career? Take us to the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, my, my story is so long. I'm going to try to give you the, the quickened, but detailed version of it. I, um, I, you know, used to dance when I was little, I grew up in Hawaii. So swimming has a very huge influence in my life. And so exercise wasn't necessarily something that was in my life in a way that I was like, okay, I need to exercise in this way. Like I was always just kind of exercising in life. Um, and I grew up with scoliosis. So I had kind of a slight S curve in my back and growing up, it didn't really, it didn't really bother me a ton, but I was always kind of aware of like an imbalance in my body. So this affected, you know, some of my dance and just some movements, but it wasn't causing any pain. And so when I went to college, I, you know, continued dancing and knowing very realistically that I was like, I'm not going to be a professional dancer. I'm very like realistic when it comes to my skill. And I was like, you know, that's, that's definitely the ballerina life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for so many reasons, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. So I, I, um, you know, kind of stopped dancing in college and felt a little lost in terms of like what I was going to do to get some physical exercise. Cause it was the first time in my life where I was like, okay, I feel like I need to do something. I'm slowing down on dance and, and what do I do for my body? And so, you know, all my friends, basically everybody during that time, you know, it was like, it was the early 2000s. It was like cardio was a huge thing. And everybody was like, listen, you get on the treadmill you do two hours or whatever. And you just like, get this great workout in. you burn off all these calories. I was having just such a, like an unhealthy relationship with jumping on the treadmill to burn the calories to, you know, like almost offset anything that had been eaten or mostly drinking. I mean, because it's like in college, there's a lot of drinking happening. So there was this relationship where I was like, okay, I'm balancing this out. And it just, it just like, didn't feel great, but I was like, all right, you power through, this is what you do. Um, and I, you know, so when I, when I stopped dancing, I kind of followed my other passion, if you want to call it, it was like, I loved math and concrete answers and geometry and all of these things. So I ended up um, getting a degree in mathematical economics. And then just right after college, I went straight into corporate. And so I knew I didn't want to go like the banking route. I was like, what do I want to do? Do I want to, you know, and I, I really wanted a steady job. So I went immediately into, um, I worked for Lionsgate and then eventually HBO and I loved my job so much, but there was a moment where I would be sitting at a chair for so long and I was like, okay, why is my back hurting a little bit? Like I was starting to have these pains in my body that I had, I had never felt before, probably because of age and I was getting older and I was also you know, being, I was either like sitting or after work, I was getting up and like, you know, pounding pavement on the treadmill, like very mindless. I was like being so mindless about my workouts too. So I would be on the treadmill watching the Food Network channel, which is like so bizarre. I, I And it's funny, I've had this conversation <laughs> with so many people and like tons of people do that. Like there is this yes. like weird relationship with like being on a treadmill or some sort of thing where you're like, just going and going and going, but watching like somebody cook for you. And it's so, it's so, um, you're like trying to distract yourself from the experience of it to pretend like you're not actually in it. Like you're like, just right. push through it, but don't like, I'm trying not to be mindful. Cause otherwise I would be miserable. Right. Exactly. And also because it was so much time spent, it was like the second you started to be so aware of like your movements. I was like, Oh, every 30, like every second felt like 30 minutes. It was like, it felt mm-hmm. like it was forever and ever. So watching something like that really allowed me to like, be mindless about it and whatever. And I would always end no matter what time I had allotted myself, you know, no matter if it was like an hour or two hours or whatever it was, it like never felt enough. So I never felt fulfilled kind of at the end of my workouts. And so I was working a ton and I would go back and work out. And then I had like no time to do anything. And I was in this really weird space where I'm like, okay, well now I'm having pain in my body and I don't have any time. And I like, had just gotten out of college. I was like, what am I doing here? And I had a, I had a friend that worked for me or worked with me at HBO. And she was like, you do realize we have really amazing insurance at HBO. And like, you can get, do Pilates under your insurance. And I had dabbled in Pilates in college, but I think for, you know, where I was in college, when I started doing Pilates, I was treating it as kind of like an extra piece. Like I'd never thought of it as like, oh yeah, this could be my complete workout because my mind frame was not there. I was just like, not mindful enough, to be honest. Like it was really like, I was just in this, like, I was like, I need to distract myself from all of these different things that are going on in my life and like, try to just make it through. Like I was very much like not in tune with my body. It was kind of the opposite, you know, it was like everything was all over the place. 
So when she had mentioned that and she was like, you know, there's a chiropractic place and I'm sure like with your Pilates, you'll be able to do these private sessions fairly cheap, you know, and like, and I was right out of college. I was like, I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars for a private session or something. And so she, you know, she, um, she told me that I could go take these sessions. And so I signed up and I was like, great, it was $10 a private session. And I found this really amazing instructor and we kind of just like hit it off. And she, she really, um, listened to me and she kind of like knew where I was at. And I feel like that was part of it is like, she wasn't trying to be like, okay, you need to do this. She was like kind of helping me through a little bit of like a journey of it. And I think it's very, um, part of it was like trying to get me to be mindful of it. So, you know, I started off with like one session a week and I was like, great, this feels good. I like it, but I would still kind of like go right to the gym. I was like, okay, this doesn't feel enough. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And then slowly as I started like integrating, I was like, okay, maybe I'll add two sessions. Cause she was like, you know, you, you kind of really have to like commit a little bit more to get the full benefit out of it. Like one, yes, one session is going to be great for just, you know, back pain and all of these like little pieces. But she was like, if you really want to get the full experience, you should commit a little bit more. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, so I started doing like two sessions a week and I could feel myself cutting down on the cardio. So you know, as I started to do a little bit more of that Pilates style movements, I was like, like not needing as much cardio I was starting to kind of find this really nice balance. And I was feeling, I would feel so good after the Pilates sessions. And I would like call my mom and I would call my grandma and I would like do make all these phone calls. And I just felt so great and like so uplifted. And I felt like I wanted to go home and like feed myself well, you know, it was like all these things that kind of Yes. The motivation, right. The inspiration you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just felt so different. And like when I was doing the cardio excessively, I'd be like, the second I left the gym, I was like, I'm starving. Am I going to make it home? I like have no energy. I was like, oh, I have to pick something up here. I'd leave like snacks in my car. Cause I could like, I was just always like ravenous and just being just all over the place. Like not really knowing like what I was even trying to accomplish, you know, it was just so as I got kind of got deeper and deeper into kind of this feeling that I was feeling in my body and the changes I was seeing and the pain that was starting to kind of like go away also. And I just, I I was like, just so I just felt like the connection was really, I was finding that. Um, And then the, you know, the math brain in me, I was like, well, I need to know all of the details. Like I wanted to like know the answers and, you know, find like why, why this is working and what's happening. So I kind of like started doing all of this research, diving in on on different pieces of like what exactly Pilates is. And so I kind of like got to the point where I was like, well, maybe I should like get certified, not necessarily noting if I wanted to teach or like what I wanted to do with it. Part of it was like my own knowledge and my, to understand like what was, what the transformation was happening with me. And I was like, why is this happening? And and how do I improve and know more? And so I found this really extensive program that was, you know, I'm like blanking on how many hours I feel. It was a ton. It was like one of the like best programs in all of Los Angeles. It was like very classical style Pilates. It was super expensive, tons of hours, all of these things. And I was like, okay, well, I can't exactly afford that right now. Um, And also I didn't know if I could give myself that much time. And like very strangely, my grandma passed away like really shortly after I started doing all of this research. And she left me the exact amount of money that I needed for the Pilates certification. Oh and like, God. I didn't, Did I she didn't know even, about that. I didn't ever talk to her about it, but I had had, wow. conver- I'd had conversations with her about going to Pilates and I would call her afterwards and she would, he, I would just be like, love wanting to share stories and stuff after that. So it was like, she definitely knew that there was like something there. Um, and so she like left me and I was, I was almost just like, Oh, Holy crap. Like this is a, a definitely a sign. I put all the money into the certification and just kind of like fully rolled with it. And, you know, I was so lucky that HBO is such an amazing company to work for that they were super flexible and I could, you know, go do my certificate. I could, you know, work on the, you had to do like teaching hours and observation hours and all of these different hours that I had to have. So I was able to kind of go back and forth throughout the day. And, and I just basically for a year or for like a year or two, I kind of did both jobs and just eventually got to the point where I was like, you know what, like this, I'm very passionate about this. I love working with people. And I just was seeing just such transformations in my clients. And I was like, you know what, I, I really want to go full force. So I kind of was like, okay, I'm leaving my very steady corporate job <laughs> and something that I had like gone to college for to get. And that was like 
felt like that was my path, but my passion didn't feel like that was it. And so that kind of like led, led to like the full, you know, getting out of corporate and into, into that world. And I got a job at um, Equinox West Hollywood to kind of run their Pilates department. So it was a kind of a nice transition between steady corporate and freelance work because it was like at least a little bit of that business side. And I'm so grateful for that experience too, because, you know, creating Be The Method eventually years later, it did help me to have a little bit of that business sense also and to not get too, too much. Yeah. Just so I had a little bit of a, like a well-rounded view there. But anyway, I did that for years and years and years. And then I eventually took kind of a maternity leave to have my children. And we moved from LA to New York at that point. And um, I just was like trying to find myself again. I'm sure like so many mothers or, and you know, people that are having children that I feel like we go through this kind of like transition of, um, you know, like, like, who am I? What am I? What's happening to my body and all of these things. And I, I um, just slowly started to kind of create be the method with um, a small stability ball, because I also like didn't want to leave the house. And you know, a lot of these machines were clunky and expensive and took up space and I was living in New York. And, you know, the access back then wasn't the same as it is now, like you didn't have all these reformer classes. And so I was I just played around with ways to get myself to connect back into my body and which meant finding a good relationship with my low abdominals and my pelvic floor and my gut and my hips and all of these different things that were changing in my body and starting to create kind of this really good, healthy relationship with my body again and feeling good. And so I just started teaching private clients again. And I kind of was like, Hey, I created this method. Can I try some things out on you? And kind of like dabbled, dabbled like that um, in teaching them. And they ended up really liking it. So a lot of them were like, you know what, like my friends want to do it. We all want to do it together. Can you put this into a class format? And so I, um, it into a class format. And so, yeah, so what I did was I, I, you know, a friend of mine had a, had a store in Tribeca and, you know, I was able to kind of convert the store space into a little mini studio. Cause, and what happened in the beginning was I really wanted a space where people felt like they could come and there was a real community where we could talk about real stuff because part of it was like, I feel like in the fitness industry, like some things are just not talked about, or there's like taboos, or people are like afraid to talk about things. And with my method, because it is so personal, and we get to these like depths of like, you know, how we work in your pelvic floor can help to to have better sex and better orgasms and all of these different things that are like, bonuses, you know, when you're like doing a workout, you're like, Oh, yes, and this like, this is great. So we would, you know, wanted to create a safe space for people to come and have conversations and to create community. So every class was, you know, we came together, we built a community and it was also kind of more of like an event style. Like we would hang out after and and talk and have coffee and chat and make friends. And there were so many amazing connections that were made there. And so we kind of kept that going and then pandemic hits, which was like, uh, like everybody was like, what is happening? Um, So I remember my last class was March 13th, 2020. I remember it because it was a Friday the 13th. It was the last day um, of school for my kids. I know it was like just wild how that all happened. Yeah. And so then, you know, a lot of my clients were reaching out and they're like, we're scared. We know how healing movement can be. They, they understood because we had been doing it for about a year straight, it was, you know, always at packed classes. Everybody was coming in regularly. Um, and they knew how healing this can be in a moment of trauma and fear and anxiety and also like being cooped up in like your own place and like being scared and you know and so they're like what are we going to do where are we going to take this so I was like well I have an Instagram I don't know really what to do that much on here but like there's a live feature let's just go on here before and we can just like start here show up for class we'll all move together so like you know March 14th I was like hey guys we're doing a 60 minute class like just follow with me like we're just going to we're just going to move we're going to show up together and then slowly it started just like spreading word of mouth and people started sharing it with their friends and it was like very organic the way that the community was built um starting very you know solidly in New York and kind of expanding throughout the entire world of just this word of mouth um kind of way of way of going about and and you know I think one thing that was really amazing about the community is like they are they were always thanking me for like what I had given them but I was like they don't really I kept trying to be like you are helping me as well like this is like I'm also a human 
scared doing all of these things. And the fact that they were showing up for me, I was showing up for them. And there was this really beautiful thing that was happening. Um, And so I started kind of building the app. You can tell very much that you are, everything that you're doing is out of necessity for the people that are coming to you asking for help. Like it's a very, it's palpable how much you are offering just to help other people instead of like, oh, I'm hoping to release a fitness app because I love fitness and which again is totally great, but that everything that you do is out of, okay, I'm hearing feedback. I want to help the the women and you seem so integrated with your community. When you were first yeah. starting that community, like when you were having the, I love that you use the word underground, like the quote underground classes and starting that yeah. build that community. Did you meet a lot of women who were kind of like, Pilates, like, no, I, I need to go run on the treadmill to burn calories. Like you had originally felt too in your life. Like what was that kind of that switch like? Did you see a lot of women who were struggling with that relationship with fitness that you had also experienced? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was all over the place. It was people that also had a lot of experience with Pilates and were like, Oh, like I can't classify this as Pilates, but it has like a, um, it has these influences in, in there. And part of it was like people were coming in from so many different walks of life. And a lot of times, you know, people come to come to my method saying, I have been previously injured in X, Y, and Z for all these different reasons. Like I'm healing my body again. And then start to feel how you're like, oh, well, this, what I thought was going to be really easy and like meditative and healing, which it is, has a very important depth and challenge and intensity to it where you're like, oh, wow, that was really hard, but also very meditative and very healing and also protecting them from injury. So it was really amazing hearing everybody's stories and kind of how they got there and why. And um, it was all over the place. And the one thing that's so interesting also about the app, because now I have demographic details and stuff. It's like, we have people that are 18, you know, and on our app that are, you know, starting out for whatever reason, which is so beautiful that like the young generation are finding like mindful movement to be helpful. Because for me, I think about myself as 18, like there's no way. So it's so beautiful to see this kind of progression of the human, I guess. Um, But then we also have community members that are in their low eighties that are you know, finding just their bodies and being able to mobilize and being like, okay, you know, I'm thinking about, like, I I want to mobilize my spine and a a healthy spine is everything. It's like the second your spine goes, you start to realize you have back pain. All of these things are, are so um, affected by, by that, that it's super important to be able to still move. And even if it's like a little bit, you know, it's like, I'm never pushing tons and tons of time. We're not thinking about, about it in terms of time. It's about like, being complete, not overworking anything, but also not underworking anything, you know, because a lot of times we focus on kind of the superficial muscles on the outside, which we appear to be functional strength, um, because those are the ones that, you know, look leaner and toner and all of that. But, you know, we need to get to the depth underneath. That's really the foundation and mobility in terms of keeping your body healthy and being able to move and being able to do all of these things that you want to do. So, you know, somebody comes to me and they, they're like, I am a cycler. I love to bike. I just bike and bike and bike. And then they come to me with, you know, overworked quads and hip flexors. I'm like, okay, what we're going to do is even out that work a little bit, hamstrings, glutes, find a little bit more core strength so that when you're in that position, you feel protected and you'll actually get, end up getting more out of the rest of your life, whether it's even just like walking around or sitting or all of these things, you'll you'll find um, that it just helps in so many different ways. And, and so that's really what it is, is like, it's, it's really being mindful and healthy and protect and, you know, taking care of your mental health also at the same time, but realizing that it is very complete and challenging and it is strength training. And, you know, we have cardio elements on there and you're getting all these little pieces, but you're leaving with this feeling of like Zen relief and like uplifting. And one thing that's so funny is like after the live stream, you know, we do like a little post-workout chat and like, I, you know, I can see my, my eyes are like droopy, like, like just like so <laughs> relaxed because you realize yes. too, like, you know, oh my it's gosh. like you want to relax, you want to relax your face also. So I mm-hmm. work a lot on like, we're trying not to hold tension in your jaw and your neck and all of these pieces that we naturally want to hold tension. It's hard. That's like one of the hardest things I think is like relaxing your, your face. But I think that's where breath work really helps. And also finding how we're evening things out. So you're not like hovering it up in here. You know, like when you're, when you're a child, your 
um, stresses and anxiety start in your stomach, which is why like kids are always like, oh, I have a stomach ache, I have a stomach ache. And it's not always just because of like eating something. I mean, my kids, a lot of my kids' stomach aches are from eating too much sugar and, com- <laughs> and weird sugar. combinations. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's like some of it can be some of these anxieties. And as you get older, it slowly starts to kind of trickle up into your shoulders and then it gets kind of locked in here. Um, also, long-term trauma and stress is very, very uh, isolated in your hips. So that's why we do a lot of like hip openers to release some of that. But just kind of finding how there there are there's more than just finding deep strength. You know, there's all of these pieces. And second, you start to like open up or let this go. You start to realize like, oh, if I'm not holding so much tension in my jaw, maybe I am getting a little bit of a better core workout or thinking about that pelvic floor aspect or maybe tapping into a deeper level of muscle because I'm not holding it here, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. I know there's like so much to Pilates (laughs) and your method. I know your, your method is, is different. It's using Pilates. I first found Pilates kind of similar to your story when I was um, I was a dancer and I was just looking for something like in between uh, when I was yeah. taking kind of dance seasons, I guess you could say. And I was like, yep. sure, I've heard of this Pilates, like whatever, I'll just try it. It's probably gonna be easy. I'm a dancer. And the first class I yeah. was like, holy shit, like I cannot even make it through. Yeah. Like it is hard. Um, it's it, humbling. It's, like, it's very it's humbling. humbling. <laughs> it is. It's humbling. But at the same time, it's like my muscles are shaking. But at the same time, exactly like you said, I leave feeling like, in my body and so kind of relaxed in a way that no other workout has done for me. Can you talk for people who are kind of like brand new to this concept of Pilates of maybe thing, even exercise that's a little more low impact than, you know, going on the treadmill, what are the benefits of Pilates? Like, is it just for people with um, kind of having those injuries? Like we talked about, is it for people obviously with anxiety, like who is it for and what are the benefits? Yeah. I mean, I truly believe that every single person, no matter what should be doing it because the, the tiny, I mean, I work in a neutral pelvis, which is, is fairly rare, I guess, in the fitness space. A lot of times you'll see people doing a tuck. Um, the nature of the tuck, what it does is it kind of just like crunches through the core and you don't get that elongating of the spine. So in a neutral pelvis, you're finding, um, a deeper connection of like your transverse abdominis, which I think is a really, really important muscle. It's a muscle that wraps from your belly button all the way into your spine and it keeps spinal health there. But a lot of times in the tuck, you're not really working that muscle. So your spine is not getting that same type of strength as the core. So what we're really trying to do is like balance everything out, get your body kind of in its neutral state, um, open things up, try to untighten what is wound up. And, you know, a lot of times with repetition, we're finding kind of a one dimensional movement, like walking, we're always forward, forward, forward. So getting things to kind of open up in different directions. Um, And, you know, a lot of times people's pain really comes from the pelvic floor because a lot of, you know, most people don't really know or care about the pelvic floor. And I think it's like bringing awareness there. Men and women both have pelvic floors. So it's like, you know, and, and, you know, pounding on the pelvic floor, heavy lifting, running, jumping, cycling, anything like that, it kind of puts a lot of pressure on the pelvic floor. And there's so many things that can happen there without getting too detailed, but there are, there are tons of things that can affect your entire body and you'll start to feel pain everywhere. So it could even be that like lower back pain is not necessarily from your back hurting. It could be from your pelvic floor not being strong enough to hold up your organs because of the pounding on there. So it's just kind of getting getting real functional health and mobility back into your body and also understanding that you have to start you have to kind of start small and you have to work within your range of motions. I'm constantly saying this to our community. It's like what what it looks like on my body as I'm doing it is not going to be the same thing that it might look on somebody else's body. It's like, you really have to pull yourself in your body and be like, okay, she's saying neutral pelvis. She's saying to, to connect here. If I'm not connecting here, how do I get there? And maybe it's like moving, making the movement really tiny, almost like aggressively tiny that you can't see it. Or maybe it's making it a little bit bigger. Maybe it's like literally pulling your eyes inside of your body and trying to take your eyes into that place and be like, what does this look like? What does it feel like? And just really learn, like we're really learning about your body. And I feel like the more you can learn, the more in tune you are with mental health, physical health, all of these different pieces. And you start to really understand yourself, you know, and my, my husband, it's really fascinating because he only does be the method now, which I mean, I'd love, we so love much. that. I love that he's we like, love a be the method. So committed. 
I know. And he, and you know, it's like, I, I've been trying to get the word out with the male community more. And a lot of, a lot of the women that are on the app, you know, share this with their husbands, but it's like, it sometimes looks easy, you know, so it's like, you see a move <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Oh, that looks very easy and kind of slow, totally. you know, and then, you know, you'll get somebody into it and you're like, okay, this is a lot more challenging. But for men too, it's like, you know, they hold everything in and we need to mobilize here too. And it's, um, and it really is for them too. And, you know, my husband hasn't had any back pains. He used to have really bad sciatica. And so now that's kind of all gone. And he loves to play basketball. And I was like, okay, well, you cannot play basketball if you don't do something like this to help yourself because you will be getting injured all the time. <laughs> he would come home like all the time injured. And I was like, you need to strengthen your core. Um, but I think the one, the one thing is that, you know, really finding a deep inner core strength is the reason why people should find be the method and should come and just be like, okay, I'm going to find this level inside of the body, um, deeply, deeply connect there, feel how your spine starts to mobilize and you just create less pain there and just awareness. I mean, I could give you a list of a million things, but like really kind of short <laughs> yeah. answer there. I think it's like finding a very strong functional core and realizing that mm. is like the root of everything. So we're not grounding ourselves down to the floor while we're moving. We're kind of using your core to give yourself a little bit of this lightness. So you're not putting so much pressure into your joints or you're, you know, like not holding it necessarily in like a hyperextended position. Like we're trying to really create space in the body and more space in the body, the more room for everything else that you need that you want there, you know, that feels good there. We're just kind of letting go, letting go of some of that holding on. Right. Like it's like strengthening the muscles that we don't think to go to the gym and, you know, when we're pumping iron or whatever, or when we're running, like it's strengthening the muscles that are helping, helping our body, um, like do everyday tasks in a way that's healthy for us. Like it's, it's, I always think of of Pilates and, and be the method as it literally is just teaching your body to operate at its highest level in anything you're doing, whether you are a dancer, whether you love running, whether you are just, you know, running after your kids and doing the dishes, like it's, um, it's a functional kind of almost like necessity to teach your body the correct way to use certain muscles. And that's, that's been the game changer for me. Pelvic floor. I know you mentioned that I've been so excited to talk to you. This is like a big topic I really want to cover because you're (laughs) such an expert. You have so many great tips. So Talk to me about the pelvic floor because I'm sure a lot of people don't know what it is. It's obviously something that we all have. Like you said, it it affects every single one of us, but we do not talk about it enough. Can you explain what the Mm -hmm. pelvic floor is, what it does, what does it affect? Yeah. So the pelvic floor is kind of this like hammock of muscles inside of your body, kind of in your pelvis that help kind of keep your organs all intact. It helps your bowel movements. It's the muscle that um, you know, can tighten and loosen with sex. It can also, okay, like when it tightens, it can create a lot of pain in so many different ways. Like we talked about, it can read all over your body in different ways. Um, I had this really interesting conversation quickly uh, with a friend of mine. She was like, I went for a 15 mile walk and my inner thighs are feeling so good. I got such a great inner thigh workout. And I was like, your inner thighs. And I kind of was like, well, can you explain a little bit more about like what is happening with your inner thighs? And she was like, you know, it's like kind of like up in the groin area. And I was like, I think what you're feeling is actually pelvic floor pressure from walking too much and not treating that as as kind of a being able to strengthen. So it was like pressure was actually causing a little bit of pain there. But the pain, she was thinking of pain as like, a, oh, this this is a good thing because it's painful, yes. you know. And with that muscle, it's like you kind of don't want you don't want that pain. And so anyway, we ended up doing some pelvic floor kind of um, exercise and stuff, and the pain completely went away. And it was like, oh yeah, no, I feel I feel good there. It was like, it was definitely bad pain. Yeah, and like the pelvic floor, you need to be able to strengthen it and be able to stretch it out, and it has to be functional in this real way where it is mobile and it's not super tight. Because when it gets too tight, you can have painful sex. You can have back issues, so many, so many different things, you know, constipation, like a lot of it is like connected to your bowels also. So you have just a harder time, (laughs) harder time using the bathroom, which nobody wants. Um, And then having it too weak, you know, it's like you're, you are putting that pressure on it and your organs almost want to come out. It can like kind of like go in the reverse and then you kind of lose the orgasmic sensation also at the same time when you don't, aren't able to have a strong pelvic floor. So there's kind of a tricky, tricky balance between strength 
and stretch, which is something that I'm constantly adding to every workout. We get this strengthening aspect and then we get a stretch and then we get back into a strengthen and then we stretch and we leave with this moment of like, okay, we've done a little bit of everything so that we can keep that pelvic floor health continuing on. Um, and I don't know if this is something that kind of happened in the pandemic, but I feel like people are a lot more open to having like very real authentic conversations. I think people are like tired of like the bullshit superficiality of anything. And they're like, listen, we need to talk about like real stuff. So the amount of like conversations I've had of just people sharing their experience kind of pre be the method and now doing it very regularly are just so amazing because a lot of times like when you don't, when you aren't mindful of your body, you might not be aware of things that are, are happening or things that you're feeling. You know, it's like I had one woman recently actually, and she was like, you know what, with all this pelvic floor talk, I kept being like, that's not me. That's not me. You know, I'm just going to like leave it and not think about it. And then she kind of like took a moment to like sit down. She's like, I wonder if like what I'm feeling, this like slight pain feeling while having sex has anything to do with my pelvic floor, you know? And then kind of went back on some of the conversations I had been having with other people um, or things she had heard me say. And she was like, oh yeah, like this is definitely what's happening. I'm going to spend a little bit of time stretching it out or maybe like getting some more breath work. Maybe she's holding her breath a little bit while working out. And it was gone. And then the sensation increases and you start being like, okay, like that's a pleasurable experience, which we want it to be. But just being like, uh, I think just even creating awareness of the fact, even saying the word pelvic floor is so important because even if I'm not diving into it in, a, in one way, even saying it, you get a major Google search of people being like, what is the pelvic floor? And then all of these different, in, you know, just whatever type of information that comes up, actually, it'd be interesting to see what is the first thing that comes up. But it's it's just like creating that awareness and getting people to understand what the pelvic floor is, why it's important, why we need to strengthen and stretch it, what can happen long term if you don't. And a lot of it is like you can kind of do you can do a lot of damage to your pelvic floor. And so but part of it is is just like being mindful, being mindful, knowing what it is also and just caring, you know, putting putting some thought into it is important. It's been interesting for me, actually, this past year, learning more about the pelvic floor. Yeah. I've recently started going to pelvic floor therapy because of a lot of things that I've been thinking for a long time were like gut-related issues that I later realized were actually pelvic floor issues. So as I've been posting about my experience on Instagram, so many people have been like, wait, I also have this problem. This is a, a maybe a muscle issue and not like just a, you know the way that it, you're supposed to be. Or it, you know I, I think it, it definitely is something that for years, we haven't talked about enough. And it's something everybody has symptoms of, like a lot of people I've connected with are yeah. like, that was what I've been feeling for years and years and years and never knew the source of it. And then also for anyone who even doesn't have symptoms, it's still something to keep in mind and be aware of because it's such a critical part of the health of our bodies that especially as women, we're not even aware of. So I think what you're doing, just spreading the awareness of it and and getting it out there that this is something that all of us should take care of is so huge. For you sharing your experience, like that is equally as helpful. And I feel like every time somebody in the community shares an experience like that, there are handfuls of people saying the same thing for like, oh my gosh, yeah, I wonder if this is what it is. And so, you know, a lot of like the, like a lot of the piece in Be The Method is like, connecting so deeply inside of your body that you are working your digestion. So we are like mobilizing that so that you're able to find the space to think about other things that are going on, you know? So it's like, it almost gets you to be like, feel it. You're like, Oh, okay, well now I'm feeling this. Like what is that? When is going on? It like exposes things in your body that you might have not been aware of. But I, I just like all, every time somebody shares anything personal about themselves, I know it is, it is a hard thing to share something so personal about your body and your health, but it is, so helpful and, you know, not isolating to the people that are, are, are going through it and, and need some of this information. So this is partially why it's like, it's just so important to, to talk about it, especially if you have the knowledge or have an experience or have a way to, you know, have people listen and understand too. So. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. To kind of take some of the like mystique out of uh, this very real experience that a lot of people feel, but are not maybe knowledgeable about it. Don't, you know, aren't told that's what it is. 
uh, don't even know where to begin. So for people that are listening to this and are like, yeah. what the heck, like the pelvic floor that's causing issues with digestion, you know, yeah. cause sex pain. Like, what would you say to, to those people and how do they know where they are? How do they know, you know, if maybe their pelvic floor is, uh, something that needs to be tightened up more, if it's too tight, like, how do you know that? What are kind of the starting points and what are maybe some things that you see as mistakes people are making for their pelvic floor health? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think obviously if you're having any sort of pain or any, um, discomfort, I, the best thing to do is see a PT specialist, you know, a pelvic floor specialist. I feel like it's all, it's always good to kind of like have a little bit of an understanding of where you stand there. But if you're, if you're almost feeling nothing, the best thing is to actually find, I mean, obviously I would send everybody to my app because I feel like you get a little bit of everything there and you start to find this healing. Um, but I think it's like finding, finding breath, like finding this like connection, like breathing throughout the entire body and kind of breathing laterally. Um, and then just doing kind of a check-in being like, okay, does my, am I using the bathroom regularly? Do I, does it hurt when I sit down? Does it hurt when I, do I feel pressure when I'm walking or doing anything like that? Am I doing consistently heavy lifting or heavy jumping or anything like that? Any sort of pounding on the body. Obviously it's not amazing for your joints as well. So there needs to be something else going on there too, but really it's the pelvic floor pounding of that. Um, obviously if, if you've had a baby recently, there needs to be some work in connecting there again. Um, but to be honest, like, it's like really just like being like aware of the word pelvic floor in your mind is like the first step for everybody, because a lot of it is like just hearing it makes people be like, huh? Cause it is such like a specific word and something or combo of words and something that's not being talked about a ton that I do think like when you, I, I know for myself, a lot of people I've talked to, it's like, you hear something and you're like, huh, what is that? And then you do kind of take it to the web do a little search and be like, okay, that's interesting. Like, am I feeling any of these things? Um, because a lot of times, like even with any sort of pelvic floor dysfunction, you might not even feel it. You know, so it's like you kind of don't want to wait till the pain happens. You really want to do all of this protective work. And this is why, you know, doing doing the stretch and the strengthen at the same time, it will heal it and it will also connect whether you come in with with something, with something like how you're feeling. Like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. You kind of always be be putting in the work. We always have to put in the work. You know, it's like we walk, we sit, we stand, we do all of these things in everyday life that are kind of like opposite of what we're trying to do in class, which is, you know, mobilize, mobi mobilizing the body and mobilizing the spine and creating this alignment. I'm also sitting up straighter as I'm talking about this. I'm like, okay, I should probably. I know <laughs> I've been this whole time. I'm like, oh yeah, posture, right? Check, check. Yeah. And, and part of what we're doing in the classes is like finding your muscular structure in this even alignment so that when we do take it out into real life, we're not thinking in the same way as we are in class, you're still able to find that and find that connection and maybe be a little bit more aware when you're walking and being like, okay, like, am I kind of like putting all my weight down? Am I stepping really heavy? Am I using my core a little bit? I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to like do the checklist on every time of the day, but, you know, doing the work in class consistently, finding that consistent kind of connection and strength and stretch and all of that will eventually read into your everyday life and make sure that you are protected when you want to run a marathon all of a sudden, like you're not going to be like, Oh, that's going to set me back because I want to do this. It's like, no, we've done all this work to find that mobility and be able to have a very functional pelvic floor that like, yes, you can do that without peeing your pants the whole way, <laughs> you know? Totally. That awareness. I think that's a really important point is the best, it sounds like, thing you can do is to just kind of have that awareness to start really thinking about, like, how do I kind of breathe yeah. into it? I know you mentioned, like, yeah. breath being a part of it, right? Is is there an element of, like, breathing, stretching, and strengthening at the same time? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, like, when people are doing core work, like, the breath is being held and, like, the crunch position. I don't believe in the crunch. I do a neutral pelvis, so we do, like, a little lift to keep the spine really nice and long deep connection of the core. But a lot of times when people are doing crunches, what you're doing is you're just going tighten, tighten, tighten. And it's all about this focus on tightening the pelvic floor and there's never that release. So as we're breathing through, it's like you're letting the oxygen flow through your body and you're connecting in so many different ways and you're not holding it so tightly. So the breath allows you to 
feel this like in and exhale and all of that and like allowing your body to get that release because when you're constantly just working, 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 strengthening, strengthening, I do this movement because I see this so frequently where it's just like you're working the six pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, and the six pack abdominals are like the, you know, the most superficial muscle. It's like right on top of everything. It doesn't have much functionality other than flex forward flexion, you know, so there's so many other pieces, but a lot of times in that movement, what happens is it just tightens and tightens and tightens. And then, you know, you start to, to, to have pain, you know? And so, yeah, you have so many amazing resources on, on be the method on the app and your website as well. If anyone out there is interested in learning more about pelvic floor, you know, maybe exercises for the pelvic floor, stretches and strengthening, like depending on what you need, what your body is, you have so many amazing resources up there. I would also love to dive more specifically into how exercise um, and the pelvic floor affect sex life, because I think that's something we definitely do not talk about. So can the way you exercise, I mean, we've touched on this a little bit, but how does that affect the way we orgasm? You know, how does the pelvic floor relate to our sex life? And especially with pleasure, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's my favorite topic. I feel like this is like a, such a good topic. To I know, so juicy. I love so it. So juicy. I feel like this is the one that everybody's like, fast forward, fast forward, all the way to the end till the word sex is. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I know, literally. <laughs> part of it. So, you know, the pelvic floor is a muscle. So it is a muscle that can contract and release and you can have control over that muscle the same way you can control any other, um, any other type of muscle in your body. And so part of it too, you know, when you have a really tight pelvic floor, it gets kind of locked in this way. And so when you think of any type of orgasm, part of it is like not just holding it so tightly. I mean, to not get too deep into the orgasm, but like when you hold it really tightly, it's like you won't have as pleasurable an experience as if you're almost letting, like letting yourself go a little bit, but finding, finding like that inner tightness, and also the release and being able to kind of control that and feel what feels best for you, you know, so whether it's with a partner or it's by yourself or however way that, you know, you treat sex, it still is that contracting and controlling of where the muscle is and how, how it moves and, and connects. In terms of penetration, it's like, you know, if you have two types of pelvic floor, there's no space for, you know, anything to penetrate in there and it can be super painful. So if you've, anybody has ever had anything like that, it is like the most unpleasurable experience. You're like, oh yeah, this sucks. Like there's, sex is not fun, not for me. And it can create, you know, this, this um, kind of trauma around it too. But it's really just like, just learning to, to con- control it in a way that it has all of these different functions. It has a tightness, it has a release. And um, yeah, I feel like that's, the, that's a really big one is being able to really use it as a, like a tool and a muscle that you can control. And when it's too loose, or too weak, you have no control over it. It creates too much space, so you don't have that same type of um, like tight tightening connection. And then when it's too tight, there's no space to let the release go, and so you want that balance of being able to control the muscle. I almost feel like it's like yeah, you know, we work out our arms so that we're able to like lift heavy bags when we're grocery shopping. It's kind of like we have to be aware of the muscles down there so that we can experience pleasure in the way that we are meant to and the way that it's our, our right. And to know how to do that is like a superpower. I think it's, it's amazing for sure. It is. It's a superpower. And it's also, it's also finding, you know, part of it too, is not even just that muscle specifically. It's like finding a connection and mindfulness in your body. You start to be so aware of what you like and what is pleasurable to you and what feels good and how you, comfortable you are in your body. So yes, like the pelvic floor has such a huge piece of this, but a lot of it too is like just feeling so good in your body and being comfortable in the skin that you're in and and everything like that, which I, I feel like sometimes fitness can be kind of the antithesis of that. If you're going in feeling like, okay, I'm trying to look a certain way. And then you're conscious of the way you're looking in that moment and less feeling and mindful of your body. So there's all these, all these different pieces and it all kind of comes hand in hand. And the, the more aware you are of your pelvic floor and what feels good there, the more aware you are of like this other piece that feels good and how it connects and how to, you know, add all the pieces together so that as a whole, it's a pleasurable experience, you know, because there is this mind piece of sex as well. You know, it's like, like you said, it's like not just going through the motions of, and kind of like, 
you know, needing a very specific outcome. You know what I mean? Like it has to kind of be the entire picture and the journey and not just, not just the orgasms. I feel like if you're always focused on just the orgasm, which is technically the results, you know, in quotes, it's, you lose everything in between, you know? So it's like caring about all that in between and the lead up and all of these different things that um, are super important too. And I think that's kind of coming back to exercise and the journey of, of getting there. And also like my journey of starting with, you know, cardio and getting to this and being mindful and then taking it into the sex element and taking it into all these different pieces. It's like become so complete and it feels so good and such a gift. And I feel like, you know, it's such a beautiful feeling when you, when you kind of, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's like, you're never specifically there. There's not really like a place where you're like, I got there done, you know, like, or, and that's one thing that I think, yeah. And I think that's so challenging too, when we set goals of like, I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to do this or, you know, setting, a, setting something like that. It's like, then what you get to that point and then where do you want to go from there? It's kind of like a never ending cycle, you know? So it's really mostly about just feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm exercising for all of these different reasons. I'm feeling so good. And how can I improve that or connect on a different level? And, and my method kind of keeps building upon it. I always say that like the very first series that you do is almost the easiest because you're like the least connected and trying to like just navigate the movements. And then as you start to continue and continue, it it like gets deeper and it gets more challenging. And the, you know, all of these different elements start kind of creeping in, you know, and then it feels like it's like endless. You can, you can always think of something. And this is why like cueing for me is so important in in the method and in the, in the series is like making sure that people know that they can modify, making sure that they like, that is important because you're going to listen to your body. Your body is your body only. It does not work the same for everybody. And like, you want to really be mindful of what, what you're feeling in that day. And every day is different. You know, you might come in in a different, in a different way. Maybe you're not as connected mentally in one day and that's okay. Try to see maybe how you can, um, how and why you're there, you know, and what you can do to kind of help help your body in that moment it might not be connecting even more mindfully it might be like listen I just need to like get a little bit of a sweat in maybe open up my shoulders a little bit you know there's so many different so many different ways there and that's what I love so much about not only your method but your content is because you talk about these benefits for moving beyond just you know to burn calories to yeah boost muscle mass to get toned like there are so many of these incredible benefits like digestion. We haven't even gotten to that yet because there's so much to get to, but, but pelvic floor, you know, that's beyond even just, uh, our, our sexuality and our pleasure. Yeah. There are so many functions to that, that exercise can help with. So I, I love for everyone listening, you're going to love Leah's content. If you're not already already following her, because she always talks about these amazing benefits and reasons to exercise and to move your body and to be in tune to your body besides just for the sake of burning calories or getting toned or whatever it is for anyone who's just listening. And this is kind of like all new information. (laughs) Are there any things like any ways that they can start to either like change their workout so that they can, you know, be more mindful of pelvic floor health to later have better orgasms or anything in general that they can just start doing now with their exercise routine? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I really think the neutral pelvis, I think, I think it's challenging because you can't apply the neutral pelvis in every, I can't speak for any other workouts other than my own, but, um, it's really, really trying to find that neutrality of the spine and a deeper level of, of connection in the core. I would say even start small, start with like, even just, you know, trying to move your leg from your core and not just thinking of just lifting your legs, same thing with your arm trying to feel how it's like, the core is like the trunk of the tree. It's so important and feeling how like with every movement you're doing, like how are you connecting there and just, um, just paying, paying a little bit more attention. I think like trying not to distract yourself and, you know, one thing on the app, you know, I don't use music, which is can be so challenging sometimes because you are forced to like really be in the moment. Um, I also do it so that you can really hear the cues. A lot of people play music on the side, but it's, you know, it's like trying to like not let music also distract you from what, what you're doing. You know, it's like, it's, it yes. makes it harder. It makes it a lot harder when you really think of like, okay, we're finding resistance through space. We're treating it like we're swimming, you know, like moving through water and just being a little bit more 
just like kind of in, in tuned. It's hard. It's a challenge to be honest. Like if you're not used to being mindful, I think it's like also not expecting that you like jump into one and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to do mindful movement forever. I think it's like just integrating little by little into what you were doing. I would say even like jump on and be like, okay, I'm going to do 15 minutes because this is what helped me so much was like just doing a little bit you know, like even just a tiny bit. And I was like, okay. And it took me a while and knowing that like, this might not even happen where, you know, you do five sessions and you're like, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm going to do it. Like it doesn't, that doesn't happen for everybody. It could be a longer process, you know, of like finding that and just let the journey be the journey and, and um, just integrating little by little, little things that you're like, okay. And then seeing how it helps, you know, we had, we had this one, um, husband of a community member and he emailed me and was like you know what I was really against doing this I didn't want to do it I watched my wife do it all the time and it looks so easy and it looks like so boring and he was like oh, I don't want to do it I don't want to do it but it was like in severe pain from all of the other things that he was doing I just like couldn't do it one day I think there was like a bet or something and she was like just do one session with me one session I'm like and I think you know what ended up happening is they did it together he was like, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, he's like, yeah, I feel good. Like I liked it, you know, wasn't like, you know, obsessed with it. wasn't like going to change his whole entire routine, but then went and played golf the next day and like realized that he had like the best golf day, the golf game of his life. He was like, Oh my God, my spine didn't wow. hurt. But he was like, you know, it's just one of those that it probably wasn't from doing just one exercise. All of a sudden his back was completely healed, but it was the fact that he like took the time to mobilize even a little bit take a little bit of that into his body and then like do something that he still loves to do. But it was like a story like that was so great to hear. And now he is doing it a little bit more regularly, not fully committing, but doing a little bit because he understands now that like, okay, yeah, a little bit of it. And obviously it had an outcome where it was like this, then that, and that pushed him to do it. But just knowing that you don't have to dive all in, like it can be this, you know, this path for you and you try just a little bit. Yeah. Starting small. I, yeah. Those are such amazing tips starting is, is starting out really small, trying a 10 minute class, 15 minute class, whatever it is. Yeah. And then also I think that was an amazing tip to just be more mindful as you're exercising. I think no matter what everyone's yeah. exercise routine is, even if it is walking, you know, that you can be yeah. more mindful and connect to your core by literally just thinking of it, being more mindful, connecting, and even like the not playing music thing, that's a really uh, interesting kind of piece of this because yeah. similar to what we were saying in the beginning of like, okay, zoning out of the treadmill by watching the Food Network because you're just trying to get out of the experience of exercise. It's yeah. like retraining what all of us have done for decades, probably where we're trying to zone out of the exercise and distract ourselves from it. It's a kind of a revolutionary concept to bring our bodies back into it because that's how you actually do connect and work those muscles that we are not even able to get to mindlessly, right? So I, I think those are amazing tips. Yeah. And if you think of just everyday life, we're constantly being distracted all the time. Yes. You know, I know for myself, like sometimes I'll be like, it'll be like two seconds. I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab my phone and like fill up this space. And that's, and that's part of it is like, we're being distracted all day, every day from so many, for so many different reasons that it is super important to even just give yourself just a little bit of time where you're like, no, I'm going to be in my body. And like, that's the way that you like discover so many things. And maybe you don't discover anything, or maybe you just give yourself a moment to just like relax and chill and breathe or whatever it may be. But I do feel like in those moments you do find something, whatever it, whatever it is. And just taking a moment to not just not distract. I feel like we, we really are distracted so much and just being like, we don't, you know, we can, we can try not to distract for a second. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For just 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When you're more mindful outside of the workout, you're able to be more mindful in your body during an exercise. So yeah, I think that's yeah. advice we all need for sure. So that's a <laughs> and you know, tip. it's like, I also like, I'm not always super mindful in my moments. I, I say this in our live streams. Like there are some times when I'm like, okay guys, I just checked out for a second. I need to like reel it back in realizing <laughs> like, why did I check out? What am I trying to do? Why, like, how do I get back here? And just having these like really real conversations, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's only natural that like, it's kind of like balance over perfection. You know, we're not yeah. going to be 
totally mindful all the time, especially you, the mindful expert is not mindful all the time. So it's just yeah. giving ourselves the grace and the compassion to tune in when we can. Right. And we're all humans and we're all, we're all going through so many different things and it's have it's sharing these moments together and sharing these yeah. experiences and just like really understanding that you are not alone in anything, especially with when it comes to like body stuff. It's like, you know, so a lot of times uh, I'll say something to the community and they're like, oh my God, I thought I was the only person feeling that way. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're never the only person. So that's why these things have to be said because I don't want anybody to feel like they're the only person in this moment because they're not. <laughs> There's, and there are, you know, so so creating creating a community of just mindfulness and authenticity and realness. I know the, the word authentic can be so overused, but really like in a very real way, sharing experiences that help other people and um, also just improve everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, improve everything, right? Because I mean, that everything. community really is healing. Hearing someone else yeah. have something you relate to is healing. So what yeah, you're doing, definitely. offering that community is transformative. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, I have so many other questions, Leah. I could just talk to you for so long. I have so many other things I wanted to get <laughs> maybe, to. Maybe but we could do we could do a part two. A part two. A part one we and a part two. I, I feel like that'd be fun. Yeah. I'm like, there's more <laughs> questions about sex life. There's yeah. more about digestion. I have yeah. so much. Um, but I for know. the sake of time, I have to ask you selfishly, what's yeah. your morning routine? I love to get oh super micro. I, I've, I yeah. know you've got to have a good one. So give me all the details. So I, you know, I, my kids wake me up so early. Like I have such a crazy morning that oftentimes I don't give myself enough time. But like, I think my regular, regular is I wake up, I've been doing coriander water first thing in the morning, um, just to kind of get like a really nice boost of like digestion. I take seed probiotics and prebiotics every morning, which I think are amazing. Um, I'll try to like get in all of that first and then move on to caffeine and just, you know, I do, I love, I love doing like a little, uh, I have, um, this, this tool where I, you know, massage my face and I put on lotion and do all of that. But mostly like the, my, my main kind of like non-negotiable negotiables are taking my, my seed probiotic, prebiotic, taking my coriander water, and then slowly moving, moving on to <laughs> caffeine and then all of the other the things. Day, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I'll have I'll have like you know a quick little protein bite before before I work out, and then have a little something a little bit heartier afterwards because we do such like deep digestive work, and I try to I try not to like overdo it in terms of food because you can hear my stomach <laughs> during during the classes <laughs> and stuff. But it's like really wanting to kind of have a clean slate so we can tap it really really tightly, and then and then have have a good nice meal after. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. I have to ask you about the coriander water. Cause I know I saw that on your Instagram yeah. too. Give me all the details. Yeah. What's up with that? So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like it's been around forever and I feel like nobody has like jumped on board with it, but it's, it's um, kind of a really nice way to kind of like flush the body of toxins, but also just like give your gut kind of a nice little cleanse. It's also really great for like your skin and your hair. It's super refreshing. I feel like it kind of, I was always like, um, like previously, always like I would wake up and have to have caffeine like right away because that was like the boost that was like the combo. But this I feel like gives you a little bit of that where you can, I don't know, it just gives you like a nice little boost. It kind of like it tastes like you're in a spa too. So there's like a nice like Ooh. feeling of like wellness and health right off the bat. And you kind of feel like you're like, all right, I can do this. Like this feels great. I'm a wellness queen. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel like you're just like, yeah. So do you just soak the seeds? Yeah. So you, so I actually like, so weirdly I have a bottle right here. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, so it, it looks like a tea for anyone listening. Yeah. It looks like a tea. So, so you soak yeah, the seeds. So I, um, I created a reel on Instagram that's kind of up there, which I feel like is probably the best reference point. Um, but I really just like soak a cup, like a tablespoon of coriander seeds and probably a cup of water, I feel like would be the ratio I let it sit in my fridge overnight and then I just drain the seeds out and just drink the water and that's it. Very, very simple. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I'm starting this tonight. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to do this ASAP. I love it. Let okay, me and then know last question about your morning routine. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I will. I'm going to be in your DMs like, yeah. Leah, this is changing my life. I already <laughs> know it. I'm like so amped. I'm awesome. such a nerd about those things. So I can't wait. Yeah. Awesome. Can you share some things you like eat for breakfast? What are your go-tos? I know you mentioned you kind of have your breakfast after the workout. Yeah. Do you have any anything that's like your number one go-to breakfast? I always try to do something that has a little bit of a little bit of protein. So I love like nut butters and 
fruits. And I, my recent thing that I've been obsessed with is um, peanut butter and pears, like the combination. I feel like it's so delicious. Um, and I'll do like a yogurt. I, I just do a lot of like seeds and, and nuts and nut butters and fruits and um, yogurts. I feel like are kind of my main go-to. I feel like they're very, uh, I just feel like very nourishing. <laughs> it feels like it gives me a lot of energy. It's like a really nice boost. I like, I used to love eggs. And then after my second pregnancy, for some reason, I go in and out with eggs. Like I really, really want to be. Interesting. I really want to love eggs. I really want to be like, all right, I'm going to have eggs in the morning with that protein boost. But there's something about it after my second pregnancy that just turned me off. So like every once in a while I'll do it. And then like, yeah. and then I'll be off again for like two months. So I'm like, oh, I can't. So I, I, I don't know what it is. It's so, it's so strange. Um, hopefully eventually. Adam's I get still, that. Yeah. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. It's I get that. Thing. I go through cycles with eggs too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, sometimes they're gross. Sometimes you want nothing else but eggs. I know. That's I interesting. Know. Yeah. So mostly, yeah, I would say like nut butters and fruits or like a toast with a nut butter on it. Something that has like a little bit of that nice balance of like, carbs or fruit and protein, um, something sustainable because I do, I am extremely busy. Like we're, we're a very, very small team here. Um, so there's a lot to do. So I try to make sure that like, I always make, make some time <laughs> to sit down and eat or else, you know, things go haywire as I get hungry. Yes. <laughs> if I get hungry, it's like, oh gosh, the, yeah, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. We don't want that. We do yeah, not Feed yourself, yeah. prevent the hanger. Exactly. Right, exactly. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Leah, again. Thanks for coming, and we will talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 